It's time to present Scott Dupont to bring you another episode of Finance Your Movie with tips and strategies to help you get your money to tell your story. It's time! Episode 516, a critical skill set of a fundraiser and producer is solving problems. Now, there's lots of problems and challenges that come up during fundraising. Um, In fact, that's why so many people, when they hit these problems and they get overwhelmed, they quit. And that's why most people never get their dream movie made. Um, I'm really excited to share this today because if you figure this out and you identify this along with ways to get into problem-solving mode and come up with solutions, not only will you have a much, much better chance of raising your money, but also during the production phase when you're actually shooting, you'll be able to um, use this skill to solve problems which always come up on set uh, as well. So let me go through a list of some of the very, very typical problems that we face as fundraisers. I'm going to go through these uh, pretty quickly here. Number one, you can't reach a potential investor. That's a major problem because if you can't reach somebody, um, you can't ask them to invest. Number two, you can't find an effective way to circle back with or to follow up with a potential investor and then reach him or her in order to ask them, did you get the business plan? Do you have any questions? Are you finally ready to invest? That's a big problem if you can't solve that. Number three, you don't have enough potential investors uh, in order to get the small majority that actually become investors. Now, you should have at least a few dozen to start with, but realistically, and I tell this to all my clients, you really need well over a hundred potential investors that you start reaching out to. Some people think I'm absolutely crazy, ludicrous, insane when I say that, but think about this and think about this logically. If you're honest and you have integrity and you're spelling out the fact that a movie investment has some unique risks to it, let's face it. It's a risky investment compared to many, many other investments like real estate or the bond market, let's say. Stock market has ups and downs, but usually if you're investing in a blue chip, a Fortune 500 company, it's probably not going to go out of business next week. So the reason why I say you need to start with over 100 potential investors is even if people have the money, some, some don't, so that's going to weed out uh, some of your investors. But even when people do have the money, let's just say somebody talks to his wife, they're kind of a little bit interested in it, but at the end of the day, they just decide the risk factor is not for them, okay? So going through 100 or more potential investors will yield you a small number of actual investors who have the money, who are excited about the project, and they can tolerate the risk. Now, you should be engaged or speaking with, this is my golden rule, you should be engaged or speaking with a minimum 
of three to five new potential investors each and every week. Really, you should have five or more potential investors that you're engaged with every single week. Think about, think about it like this. Think about a great big funnel, which is very wide at the top, and at the bottom of the funnel, you have your little spout. It's very, very tiny that drips out from the bottom of the funnel. So you want to fill the top of the funnel with a hundred or more potential investors and then over time when you follow up with the potential investors that you've shared the business plan with you answer some questions they figure out whether or not they have the money if they have enough for the minimum if they can tolerate the risk if they're really excited about it if the timing works all of these different factors at the end of the day there's a very small percentage of people, these potential investors in the funnel that are able to drip out the bottom and just think about those few people that end up signing an investor agreement, writing you at the check. Those are your, uh, the minority of people who end up becoming your investors. Okay, pretty, pretty um, visual example. Hopefully you follow along with me. Um, here's another one, number four. Investor, you're, you have an investor who wants to invest but doesn't have all the money liquid. Maybe there's just a liquidity factor. Uh, or maybe the time frame doesn't work for him. You're trying to close out funding in your film the next 30 days or maybe the next 60 days and he or she that you're talking to just doesn't have that uh, any, any of that money, you know, for the next several months just just doesn't work now on that last problem which comes up quite a quite a uh, quite a bit by the way um, here is a solution that you can use very effectively many times um, and this is someone who wants to invest but they simply don't have all the money they have a liquidity issue or the time frame just doesn't work for them here's a couple solutions number one and I've done this effectively on dozens and dozens of investors successfully. Offer two payments. So let's just say your minimum investment for your movie is $10,000, 10K, and they simply don't have it. You can go back to that investor and say, hey, um, I'm willing to kind of be a little flexible with you because you're excited about the movie. I really, really want you to be part of this. How about if, you, or if you're able to come up with just 5K next month? And then 30 or 60 days after that, down the road, you can come up with your second 5K payment. Okay, so you kind of make a payment plan, so to, uh, so to speak. Um, another thing you can do is if the investor owns, <coughs> excuse me, their own company or they're a partner in a company, uh, you can ask is is their company willing to make an investment for a marketing expense or a promotional expense? Maybe there's some product placement. And many, many times, especially for such a small investment as say $10,000, they're going to get some great exposure in a movie that will be seen by a minimum of hundreds, but most likely thousands or hundreds of thousands of people the movie gets out there all around the world potentially um, and also that's a marketing message that will be seen 
for many, many, many years to come because movies don't die. They keep living, you know, especially in the streaming world. Uh, another thing you can do if someone doesn't have any money at all at the moment, but they're really excited about the film, maybe you uh, kind of get wind that uh, this couple you're talking to, they're, they're thinking about this great uh, trip to Hawaii next year. Well, if you offer to allow them to make their investment on a credit card, let's just say it's a $10,000 charge, you want to prepay the post-production house you're working with, they don't care whether it's a credit card, they just want to get paid, but by taking a credit card from your potential investor, they can, number one, they don't have to pay that credit card up front, number two, they just got a free trip to Hawaii with frequent flyer miles. So you can get creative in so, so many ways, but the thing is, you have to get in the right mindset where you develop this skill of solving problems. Now, when and how do you solve these problems? Well, the big, the big thing, uh, probably the most important thing, is to identify when. So for me, because I have problems that come up all the time when I'm fundraising, it's never easy. Um, it, it's always a challenge. But the reason I always get funded is I know the proper steps to do. I've been doing it for 25 years. And I know when these problems or challenges come, um, that it's not the end of the world, that in many cases, I can come up with a solution. So for me, the best time to get in this uh, problem-solving mode where my brain is kind of searching, searching, searching for uh, good answers, and I'm focused and thinking only about a solution, and I'm not kind of going down this negative path of whining and complaining about the problem. For me, it's sometimes at night. Um, I'm winding down usually after six or seven o'clock. Sometimes I'll see a movie at night. And then right before I go to bed, I'm really relaxed. Um, usually it's right after I turn my lights off, ironically, when sometimes a brilliant idea will pop into my head about a potential investor or how to work out a, uh, getting a, a potential investor to invest. And I always keep a small pad right near my nightstand. So even, I don't even turn on my light anymore because this happens so often, but I'll just write, I'll scribble this chicken scratch uh, just well enough so when I wake up in the morning, I can decipher what I wrote down. And then in the morning, say, like, oh yes, this is what I'm, this is what I'm gonna do. Um, so always capture these, uh, these ideas when they come to you. Uh, usually though, for me, it's in the morning uh, during my workout. First thing I do when I roll out of bed, I start working out, get the blood flowing, warm up, and just get those endorphins going. Um, my coach, Russ Rafino, who's been really invaluable to me in helping solve a lot of the problems that come up, for him, every morning he takes a very long shower and he just sits in the shower, a hot shower, and he's thinking uh, about his clients that he's working for. Um, he's a really, really cool guy that just delivers so much value to his clients. Can't say enough about him. Um, but he also has strategic problems that come up for his business, which is growing, and other challenges. So that's when he comes up with uh, solutions. 
and kind of a roadmap what he wants to accomplish and solve that day, uh, the week, and the month ahead. So whichever time is right for you to be in the problem-solving mode, you'll usually find out it's when your brain is most relaxed. See, when you're engaged with your computer and you're, you're, you, you open your email box and there's a hundred different emails and your phone's blowing up with texts and people are, you know, you got a list of things to do. When your brain is overwhelmed, you can't really solve problems in that moment of time. But when you're really relaxed, whatever point of day that is, whatever moment that is, that's when you can focus 99% of your energy in what potential solutions might be and ideas that can solve a problem um, versus most people who are just bitching and moaning and focusing most of the time on the problem itself, you want to switch it around. So find out when your brain is most relaxed and get into problem-solving mode, solution-searching mode. And if you get in this habit uh, trust me, uh, it, it can move mountains. Now, one thing I can promise you, oh, by the way, one, one thing, this is really important. Once you develop, uh, you identify what time or what point in the day or night that your brain is relaxed and you're really in a good mode for problem solving and coming up with solutions, you can use this skill for the production phase when you're actually filming as well as the fundraising. Okay, so one thing I can promise you that you will face many challenges, many obstacles during fundraising, and like I said, during production, and the main difference between a producer who gets funded and has a relatively smooth production versus the majority of filmmakers, I would estimate approximately 97% of aspiring filmmakers who don't get funded is this critical skill set of solving problems. And if you learn to master this skill quickly and consistently, you'll likely be, like I said, in the 3% of all filmmakers who don't quit, who get funded, and who make their movie. Thanks for listening. And remember, it's time! There's never been a better time to make your own indie film. And if you have a dream project you're excited about and 100% committed to getting it funded, go to financeyourmovie.com and click on the green telephone button. You'll see our calendar, and if you find an open spot, grab it. You'll get a one-on-one -on -one call with me or one of my partners. It will be the best hour you've ever spent getting clarity and strategy towards financing your movie. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.